Hey, this is John Huseman. I'm the pastor of the Ark Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith, and I hope it draws you closer to God. Enjoy the message. If you happen to have your Bibles, you can open them up to Proverbs. Um, we're talking about a vision for this new year. Getting a vision from God. God, what are you asking me to do? God, what are you wanting me to do? And the beautiful thing about a new year is that you can put a new vision on it because it's a new year. You could become a, I go to church every Sunday person. I only listen to Christian music person. I read my Bible every morning person. I'm nice um, to my neighbors person. Like you could, you could put a new vision on a brand new year because there, there's a new year. But the important thing to understand about vision is you need to have a vision for every aspect of your life. Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Another version says, where there's no vision, the people cast off restraint. If you don't have vision, that means people stop caring. They stop obeying God. They stop trying. Um, they stop being disciplined. They stop making wise choices. Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. Things die, things perish. So you need to have vision for your marriage. You need to have vision for your parenting. You need to have vision for your own personal life. You need to have vision for your faith and your family and your fitness and your friends and your finances. Like you need to have a vision. Where there is no vision, people perish. I like how the Amplified says it. It says, where there's no vision, there's no redemptive revelation of God and God's word. So as we step into a brand new year, we're, we're trying to step into God. What are you saying to me about my family? What are you saying to me about my faith? What are you saying to me about friends and finances? Like, God, what are you saying to me? And this is a great response I'd love for us to all have is like, uh, what, what does the Bible say about that? When you're upset with uh, your boss, what's the Bible say about that? When you don't get the kind of playing time you want in sports, what, what's the Bible say about that? When you want to complain and argue and gossip, what's the Bible say about that? When you're frustrated with your spouse, what's the Bible say about that? Like we, you go to God's word as the final word instead of going to my feelings. So I go to God's word as my default this year to figure out, God, what are you saying about that? What are you asking me to do? What is the proper response according to God's word? John, why, why are you saying that? Because the word of God is the will of God. This is God's will for your life. This is the truth. This is God breathed. This is medicine. This is light. This is truth. So when you get the word of God inside of you, you are able to have breakthrough in your life. That's why Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Not your own version of the truth, not grandma's truth, not the smartest person in the world. No, God's truth will set me free. So I'm trying to get the truth of God in my life. And so today I'm going to give you um, eight things that God says about you, eight truths that God says about you. But before we dive into that, I'm, I'm taking you back to the 1990s. I know half of you weren't even born. Okay, just, just go with it. So, you know, I'm taking you back. Some of you are like, that's my best decade. I mean, that's my very, very best right there. So I'm taking you back to the 90s, okay? Back to junior high. There was a lot of cool songs that came out, but there was one that was the coolest song. 
And I was trying as hard as I could to memorize every single word. So we're going we're gonna to play it. We're going to test your, this is Don't Forget the Lyrics Church Edition. Okay, so go ahead. Give me, give me a little. Okay. You're like, is this the 1970s? Or this is the, no, it's the 1990s. Okay, give me a little more, Christian. We're, yeah. Do you remember? Can you say the lyrics? Can you do the dance? I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll test some of, your, some of your ability right here. Okay. All right, stop. Collaborate. Ice is back with my brand new invention, something. Grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon, daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Okay. <laughs> so when you're trying to memorize a song, you start it, and then you get to a certain point, you're like, <laughs> and then you restart it, and then you listen, and then you say it again. And it's like, yes, I did that a thousand times with this song until I memorized it, and I felt like I was like so cool because I could say the whole entire song. But y'all do that. You do that with... I don't know, Taylor Swift today, or you used to do it with One Direction, or you used to do it with Justin Bieber, or the Rolling Stones, I don't know. But, but you do this with music all the time. And what I'm challenging you to do is to do this with the Word of God. There's a faith muscle inside of every single one of you that as you hear the Word of God, your faith begins to grow. So when you say something over and over and over again, it doesn't make you stupid, it makes you smart. It makes your faith grow. You do it with Vanilla Ice. You do it with Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, what does that say again? Oh yeah, turn off the lights and I'll glow. You know, so you, you, know, you, you say it all the time. So I want to get you to say the word of God. Faith is like an elevator. And you first start to think it. Then you start to say it. Then you actually believe it. If you're not actually saying the word of God, if you're not saying the truth over your life, it's never going to get down into your heart where you can really, really believe it. John, why do I really need to believe it? Because in this world, you're going to have trouble. God says you'll have trouble. God says I will have trouble. But he says, take heart. I've overcome the world. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get, if you can picture like your heart inside you, it's like I'm trying to get that faith muscle to beat and to be strong and to grow. And the way that it grows, the way that faith comes is by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have to get some of God's truth inside of you. So here's eight things that God says about you. This is the truth. Sometimes you don't feel this way. Sometimes you don't even think that this is how God feels about you or how God, the truth of it, but this is actually what he says. So I'm giving you eight truths today. If you have notes, great day to take notes. If you have a phone, just take a picture of all the different stuff that we got up here. So the first thing is that God actually sees you. This is the truth. God sees you. He sees your situation. He sees your motive. He sees what you're going through. He sees you. God sees you. This is the truth. First Peter 3.12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So as you're trying to serve God, I'm starting off the new year. I'm trying to come to church. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to fast. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to have new habits. God sees. He sees you. The beautiful part is his ears are attentive to your prayer. I love it when, when I'm, I'm teaching something to my children, they're actually attentive. It, 
It's a miracle when that happens. It's like <laughs> God is attentive to your prayer. He's attentive to you. So he, he sees you. He hears you. So John, John, why are you giving me these eight truths? Why are you doing this? Because there is this world that we live in where it's like there is a feelings world. And then there is the truth of God's word world. And my feelings a lot of times feel like God doesn't see me. And my feelings tell me God doesn't care. God doesn't see you. God doesn't really understand. My feelings will tell me that. So the way that I break through and the way that I end up getting freedom in my life is I know the truth, the truth of God's word, and it sets me free. So even when you don't feel it, God says he sees you. His ears are attentive to your prayer. So that's the truth. The second truth is that God loves you. Sometimes you have felt like, well, God, surely he doesn't love me. Surely he doesn't love me. After what I did, he doesn't love me. He doesn't love, no, he does. He does love you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. This is the truth. There's a hundred Bible verses in here that I could give you, but my favorite is John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, the person that you don't like right now at work or at school, God loves them. He does. He loves them. He loves them. He gave his son for them. He gave Jesus. He sacrificed his son for that. Like God loves you, man. He loves you. So as you kick into a new year, it's like, I don't want you to question. No, no. God sees me. God loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And whenever you start to think something different, you have to say, no, 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 no. God loves me. If somebody came to your house today and said, hey, you have to leave the United States. You're no longer a U.S. citizen. You'd be like, no, I'm not. I am a U.S. Citizen. Like you, you, you wouldn't just believe it. So it's like when thoughts come at you that go against the word of God, you have to reject them. No, no, no. God sees me. God loves me. Here's another one. God is with me. God's with you. God is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He is right there with you. But John, it feels like he's so far away. It feels like I'm not close to him at all. I know. I feel that way a lot. And I'm a pastor and I feel that way. So I have to remind myself of what the word of God says, of what the truth actually is. So Isaiah 41, 10, it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a great Bible verse. You know, the Bible app did some, some statistics. In 2020, this was the most searched Bible verse. Because people were dismayed. Because people were discouraged. Because people didn't feel strong. And, and COVID was happening and fear was rampant. This was the most popular Bible verse in 2020. It's a great Bible verse. There's several promises there, but I'm saying God's with you. He is with you. He's not going to leave you. When I feel discouraged and I feel dismayed, because I will feel that and you will feel that, it's impossible to go through life and not at some point feel those things. You go back to, thank you, God, you're with me. Thank you, God, that you are with me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you see me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's like, okay. And then faith begins to rise. Why? Why is faith rising? Because you are declaring the truth of God's word over your life. The next one is that God is for you. 
God is on your side. God is propelling you forward. He is behind you. He has your back. If you ever think to yourself, well, surely God can't be for me. After what I did, after what, I mean, none of my family is this or none of my, like you, you can make all kinds of excuses in your head about why God shouldn't be for you. But he says, actually, I am for you. I am for you. I am behind you. I am with you. I am your lead blocker. I'm your best wide receiver. Like I am your, he's like, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. This is what it says in uh, Romans 8 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What do you say when you feel overwhelmed? What do you say when you feel inadequate? What do you say in the tough moments on the difficult days? What do you say? Well, he tells you what to say. God, you're for me. I know I feel overwhelmed. I know I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I know there's a lot of uncertainty all around me right now. I know I messed up pretty bad, but I know God sees me. I know God loves me. I know God is for me. I know that that it's like, I know, I know, I know he's not going to leave me. He's with me. He's with me. So you begin to say the word of God and freedom begins to come in your life. The next one is that God will answer you. This is amazing to me. God will answer you. He actually answers. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Like God will answer you. He will answer you. Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. He's like, you call to me. You pray to me. You look to me. You start to, to put your heart and put your trust in God. He's like, I will answer you. And I'm going to tell you things you couldn't even find on your own. And they're not just like little minuscule. They're great. They are great things. I love as you read the Bible, God's trying to tell people things. Like he wants to tell people his plan. He wants to tell people how much he loves them, how much he cares about them. So it's like, God, when you, when you pray to him, he is actually going to answer you. So it's like, I can trust that. I can believe that. I can know that. This is the truth. Now, sometimes I don't get the answer I want. We're sticking with the music edition. So we'll go back to Garth Brooks, 1990s. There's a song he wrote called Unanswered Prayers. Anybody know that? Okay. Anybody ever lived that before where you're like, oh yeah, thank you, Jesus. I didn't marry that girl or guy or, or whatever. It's like, um, yeah. Sometimes you're praying for something and you really, 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 really want that thing but you don't get it. And then later on, you're like, thank you, Jesus. I didn't get that job. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't step into that relationship. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't buy the Bugatti, right? It's like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't realize at the time it would bankrupt me, right? So, so thank you that you answer me. Sometimes it's not the answer that I want, but I trust that he answers me. The next one is that God knows you. God knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows every intricate part about you, about your personality, about how you are wired, about your strengths. He knows everything. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Before you were ever born, he knew you. He gave you a personality. He put gifting inside you. He set you apart. He wanted you to live in this time, in this area right now. He knew it. He knew all about you. This, this blows my mind. Like how does he, how, before I was formed, 
Before I was ever born, He knew me. He had plans for my life. Yeah, yeah. He knows me. So when I start to feel like, God, you don't know me, you don't understand, you don't, no, 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 no. God knows me. God formed me. God set me apart. God has a plan for my life. I, I know that he's called me to be in this area, in this time, for such a time. Like, I know it, I know it, I know it. He knows me. Number seven is that God cares for you. Man, God cares for you. He cares so deeply for you. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You take the worry, you take the frustration, you take the things that are overwhelming and you cast it on him. God, you deal with it. God, you deal with these people. God, you deal with this frustration. God, you deal with this stress. God, you deal with this failure. God, would you deal with this disappointment? I know you care for me. I know you care for me. I don't know how to solve this right now, but I know you do. So God, thank you that you care for me. Thank you that you care for me. Sometimes you think to yourself, that's just too small. God doesn't really care about that. It's just too small. It's not too small. You're not too small for God. God says he cares about you. He cares about every aspect of your life. It's not too small. It's not too tiny. You can ask him and he cares about it. Every aspect of your life. And the last one is this. God will strengthen you. When you need strength time and time again throughout scripture, he says, I will strengthen you. I will be with you. You come to me when you're weary. You come to me when you're burdened. He's like, I'll give you rest. He promises his yoke is easy. His burden is light. But second Chronicles 16, nine, I love this verse. It says for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. The eyes of the Lord. I'm picturing, this isn't a biblical accurate picture, but he's like on this cloud and he's rolling around the United States and he's looking and he's like, where are people that love me? Where are people that are hungry for me? Where are people that are committed to me? Where are they? Where are they? And he's like, here's some strength. Here's some strength. Here's some strength. He's like, oh, look at all those people at the ark. Here's some strength. Here's some strength. It's like he, he wants to strengthen you. He will strengthen you. So you can say, God, I don't feel very strong. God, I feel weak today. I'm struggling right now, but I thank you. See how this works in the prayer? You can say all the things you feel, and then you get a big old ghetto booty butt in there, right? You just, I'm feeling this way. I'm thinking this way. I'm struggling with this, but you care for me. You love me. You strengthen me. You are with me. You are for me. I will serve you. I will trust you. You have a plan for my life. You see it? That faith muscle begins to grow because you're not saying your own words. You're saying his words. God, this is what you say. I trust you. I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. So when you're praying and you're spending time with God, you can tell him all the things you feel. That's okay. Then you come around to the truth. He does love you. He does care about you. He does see you. He does know you. He's not going to leave you. He has a plan for your life. He is for you. So this is the truth. And as we start a new year, man, I, I just want you to get as much truth of how God feels about you, what he says about you in your life. Let's pray as we close today. Father, I thank you. Thank you that even when we don't feel it, God, you say it. 
You say that you love us. You say that you're for us. God, you have so many great promises for us. So God, today, give us the strength to trust you. Give us the strength to take a step towards you. God, give us the the strength to say your word and believe your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your word is true. Even when my feelings don't line up, God, I thank you that your word is still true. Maybe you're here today and maybe this is the first time you've ever heard this. Maybe you've never heard that God actually loves you or cares about you or feels these things about you. This is the truth. And so today, if you're here and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I'm going to give you a chance in a second to do that. Or maybe you're here and you did that a long time ago, but today you're saying, you know what? I'm dedicating myself back to him. If today you're starting 2024, you're saying, I'm dedicating my life to God, maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you stand up, but I want to pray with you right there in your seat. So if you want prayer today, today's the day. You say, I dedicate my life back to God. Do something simple. Just lift up your hand and say, pray for me. 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 Yep. 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 Pray for me. Pray for me. Good, 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 good. You put your hands down. God sees your hand. God also sees your heart. So I'll ask everyone just to repeat this prayer with me. Say, dear God, I ask you to come into my life and to be my Lord and to be my savior. I confess that I've sinned, but I'm asking you to forgive me, to heal me and redeem me. Today, God, I dedicate myself fully to you in Jesus name. Amen. Well, the Bible says all of heaven rejoices over one person that gives their life to Jesus. So can we rejoice today over people that have said, Jesus is my Lord. I'm going to serve him. Like, I love that. So before you leave today, here's what I'm asking you to do. If you raise your hand, just tell somebody, say, hey, I dedicated my life to God today. I'm just letting you know, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to dedicate my life to God. And then the second thing, keep coming back. You might choose the 830 service, but you keep coming back, okay? Keep coming back to a place where you can be around a community of believers that will support you, encourage you, get you as close to God as possible. So you can sign up for connect groups out there in the lobby. Take a look. We love you. God bless you. I'll see you Wednesday, 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 seven o'clock. Have a great day.